Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. This is the least complimentary declaration of feelings ever. He's like, I really like you because we've spent some time together and I'm only human. Like, (laughs) you get attached when you spend time with the person. Could have been someone else, but you were the one that I was spending time with. So that's how it goes. And this is when he says, I like you a lot and I want you here. And he gives her the full up and down with his eyes. Licking the lips and everything. Licks his lips. Yeah. And Um, I was like, Matt, she just dumped you. (laughs) Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Hello, hello. Welcome to Here to Make Friends. Today is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, we didn't even have the heart to try to do like a cute intro today. It's just been a hell of a week. Before we recap the episode, we need to discuss some of what's been going on off screen in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, look, y'all, we're, we're fucking tired. Uh, but luckily, here to join us uh, to slog through the, the muck um, and for the, the recap, which I think will be more fun, we have the amazing comedian, author, podcaster, producer, Phoebe, I don't even know like how to list all of your many talents, Phoebe Robinson and her wonderful boyfriend, British Bake Off, as we will call him. Uh, that is his <laughs> internet name, and we will respect that. Both of you guys, we are so glad to have you here. This is just a delight, even even if we can't be, you know, in the same room. Yeah, I'm happy to. It's been what? Did I did I last do the podcast for Rachel's season? It was for for our show. I think the live show probably was the last one. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was so fun. Yeah. It yeah. feels like another life, but it was in <laughs> fact uh, not that long ago. <laughs> That was so fun. We were all in the same space. We like, I know, you know, we take air this, together on the subway. I can't believe we were on the trifling ass subway this entire time of our lives. I know. And I was, I mean, I was just talking to Phoebe about this before we started recording, but like we went to dinner like mere weeks before lockdown, but like didn't understand anything about how COVID worked. So I remember you were like, 
yeah, my boyfriend was like, I guess we should go to Trader Joe's and stock up. And like, and then we were like, yeah, let's like wash our hands. But we were still in a restaurant that had like zero ventilation. And we were like, yeah, this is fine. Just wash your hands. Like who can cares about the air? We didn't, we knew nothing. We knew nothing. But here, here we are a year later. You're like, at least we can still share aerosols in this difficult time. Um, They'll never take aerosols from us. Uh, So much for that. Um, But uh, this moment in Bachelor World has been uh, just a really, uh, really fucked up one. Like this was supposed to be in a way like the Bachelor's attempt to finally take a step that had been withheld for so long perhaps partially in response to the Black Lives Matter protests of 2020. They announced the first Black Bachelor, Matt James. (laughs) The season is not over, and it's completely spiraled into a huge controversy about racism uh, on the show, uh, featuring one of the frontrunners, Rachel Kirkconnell, and the host, Chris Harrison. So two pretty key players. Um, and we just have to dig in a little bit to what happened since we last taped. Yeah. yeah. So just to kind of like set the stage, I think most people listening to this podcast probably know the bones of what's been going on. But just to recap, like Chris Harrison went on extra for an interview with Rachel Lindsay and ended up going on a full chested 15 minute rant defending the racist actions of Rachel Kirkinell, but also seemingly like himself. Um, he really, really told on himself during this interview. It was extremely telling of his, you know, real feelings on uh, racial equity, among other things. And it was very upsetting and set off, you know, for good reason, like a pretty big firestorm within within the community. And we wrote a piece about his interview last week, which we've shared on social media. Um, but let's kind of go through a little bit and unpack the the kind of key points that were <laughs> deeply hurtful and offensive uh, about the the way that Chris spoke to Rachel, because there was and Rachel Lindsay, there was yeah. a lot going on. I don't know why I'm just like not surprised. I'm sort of like, yeah, the show has been on for 20 years and they just had their first black bachelor because George Floyd was ki- it's just like it was so nonsensical to start and then like you know that first episode with Matt talking about how he feels pressured to basically end up with a black woman i was like oh i already know what this is about like for me i was like i'm going to compartmentalize i'm still going to be here for bachelor nation like how like funny and absurd this show can be but i was like Racially, there's like so much to unpack and so much has already been ignorant for decades that to me, I was just sort of like, yeah, are we surprised that this was going to be Chris's take? Like to me, like nothing about this surprised me. So I just sort of was like, yep, this is this all tracks. This is business as usual, you know? Yeah. And I think that we too weren't surprised I mean honestly we went back and when we were like baby podcasters we you know when when ABC was still allowing us to interview people they they didn't know they didn't know who we were yet um we did interview Chris Harrison a couple times and pushed him on a couple things about like very basic things about Mm -hmm. racial equity about gender equity and the show and every time we interviewed him 
we did not get a good feeling. Let's just put it that way. Uh, It was very clear. It's very clear if you listen to basically anything that Chris has said on any of these subjects that he doesn't give a shit. Uh, And as you said, Phoebe, like the show doesn't give a shit that's built into its bones. And I think what was striking about this interview was not that it was surprising in any way, but it was like surprising that this media trained dude was so brazen to tell on himself in a very overt way for the first time. Yeah. Uh, To me, I'm like, I rather him do that and like Mm -hmm. just say how he feels and what he thinks as opposed to sort of um not say anything or like saying the quote-unquote right things and then the actions aren't backing it up so I was like great at least everyone can know for sure even though we all have suspicions we all know for sure great we know what you're about you're gonna go away and then you're going to come back for this redemptive arc. Like nothing's going to change. Like You know what I mean? It's all so scripted. Like it's the same narrative we're getting over and over and over. And I'm just like, listen, the show is what it is. The show is inherently racially ignorant and insensitive and problematic for a lot of ways. But, you know, the entertainment part of it, I can still sort of, you know, rock with it because I like making fun of manufactured drama, but like (laughs) no one should be like surprised that this is what has always been at the root of the bachelor and the bachelorette franchises and everything. Yeah. I think almost the, the only thing that was really different here is that Rachel let him keep talking. You know, Mm -hmm. we've, we've seen Chris in the past hint at some of these sentiments, um, but he's never perhaps had quite this kind of interview with someone like Rachel who was going to let him talk and then was going to say, you know, the way that he talked to me was not OK. Like he was using some rhetorical moves that I think mm-hmm. can sometimes be unfortunately effective for uh, a, a white man who's been given some gravitas. You know, he would say, Rachel, you and I can have these conversations because there's a respect and we can be honest with each other. So he's kind of lending himself her credibility on this issue. He's saying, like, Rachel's okay with me talking like this. This is just how we're honest with each other. Um, We know that Rachel did not feel that way. But in the moment, you know, he was trying to take that uh, from her and kind of drape it over himself. And you can see tactics like that sometimes work, Um, you know, when you have the audacity (laughs) to use them. He was saying, you know, we need to give... Rachel Kirkanell Grace because 2018 was a different era. You know, Rachel would say, oh, going to an antebellum plantation party is not a good look. And he would say, oh, is it not a good look in 2018? Or is it not a good look in 2021? You know, in 2018, it was different. Sir. Um, Sir. I'm like, we're still in that era. It's not like 30 years ago. It's like last week. (laughs) Yeah. Also, also the, the again, the audacity when like your own show was literally embroiled yeah. in discussions of racial harm during that time. This yeah. was after, you know, they cast Lee on Rachel Lindsay's season. Yeah. This is after they had or the same year they they cast Garrett on Becca Kufrin's season. Like these were literally the conversations that we were having and that their own contestants were being forced to address publicly. Like, it was after Trump. It was after the Unite the Right rally. I mean, my God, like, we're saying the obvious, but 
again, I think it speaks to it's like live your life like a mediocre white man. Like that yeah. confidence to just be like 2018, a different era. Who could have thought that the Confederacy <laughs> was bad? Yeah. Who could have known? Yeah, he's like 50 million people went to these parties. Oh, yeah, he in also was making up like... statistics and like <laughs> stretching out years that like didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so British Bake Off as a white guy representative. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm here and, representing us all. Yes, yeah. and my and my soulmate. What do you have to make of all? Because he's new to Bachelor Nation. He got into Bachelor I'm Nation very new. because Welcome. of me. I'm so and sorry. He was trying to resist at first, but then he'd be like, "Oh, is is the Bachelor about to come on? Yeah, I I'm not doing anything." And so like he's I, I think he's this is the first season it. I'm fully invested. <laughs> wow what a what an intro for you i know that yeah. journey yeah. for a for a male partner that oh you're watching bachelor again yeah okay. i mean if it's, it's like, on in yeah, the background exactly. right <laughs> so what do you have to make of all this babes i think like you said if it's taken 20 years for a black dude to be the bachelor it's a very telling story yeah i think just the inherent problems in this country is just amplified through this uh show whether it's sexism racism everything just seems to be amplified when you give a load of women a load of alcohol and no food yeah that is crazy yeah, the way that the they just part. they yeah. pump all the contestants full of alcohol yeah. don't let them sleep to get these sort of heightened reactions and like the women are crying and the male contestants are all like ready to fight each other it's so wild it is truly nuts yeah it is fully a lot a locked box experiment mm -hmm. like, th like yeah. this this is that's fully what it is and then you're also like you know you're you're throwing them into this structure that is as you know you both said like inherently whitewashed inherently heteronormative inherently you know centering this like Christian ideal, which we've touched on, on on the show a few times. Um, and so that's all just kind of baked in. And then you have Chris Harrison, who's just this like, honestly, this racist white dude from Texas who has never had to reckon with shit in his life. Like he just, he hasn't been asked to. And I truly believe this is kind of the first time that anyone has held his feet to the fire in in a real way or that he's considered that like, if I say something like this, maybe there'd be a consequence. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. he considered that before this moment. Yeah, no, of course not. That response he put on his Instagram definitely felt like a copy and paste from a pre, <laughs> like, pre-prepared <laughs> media document. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there was a big, there were a lot of people in Bachelor Nation and around it, you know, some podcasts like Descartes and the Black Gillarettes uh, did a lot of speaking out on this and also you know a lot of Bachelor Nation people Taylor Nolan, Ashley Spivey um, the all of the women from the current season uh, more or less and the men from the previous season put out joint statements condemning what Chris said um, and standing with Rachel and so Chris put out an apology um, black uh, black box with white text mm -hmm. I think it was an, an homage to his previous black box, which yeah. he had deleted. He was like, I know, I know what they want. 
he, he wrote, you know, to my Bachelor Nation family, I will always own a mistake when I make one. I'm here to extend a sincere apology. I have this incredible platform to speak about love. And yesterday I took a stance on topics about which I should have been better. Just informed. general topics. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Particular Just topics. topic. Just yeah. Insert error like, here. I don't know that much about nuclear yeah. fission. I'm also like ideology isn't a mistake. It's a choice. It's a choice yes. day in yes. and day out to believe that and then to have that those beliefs inform your actions. So it's not a mistake. Right. Like the things yeah. he said were not like facts that he had wrong. They were opinions that were hurtful to black people. Yeah. Um, and that he spoke about with passion that we don't often see from him. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that um, Rachel Lindsay's husband, Brian Abasolo, and his podcast co-host, Mike Johnson, who is also a, an alum from the show, spoke about. And they were like, this is a man who is deeply media trained. Mm-hmm. This is a man who is constantly, you know, dodging questions. That's essentially what he does for a living. And for the first time, he showed up with his whole chest mm-hmm. and spoke with passion and, like, showed up as himself in this interview. And, like... That is so fucking telling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys are fans of The Office, but when Chris I've never really... seen it. I've never okay. seen it. <laughs> so here's a little preview for you. When Chris is speaking sort of off the cuff and mm-hmm. uh, sort of sharing his deepest thoughts on race in this interview, his vibe to me was very Michael Scott mm. being a bad boss. Like there was just <laughs> the mannerisms were the same. Mm. Like there's just a vibe of like, this is a guy who's speaking with unearned authority. And so it made sense that, that they shared a certain affect, but yeah, he, like we don't usually see him let down his, I'm just here to talk about a journey to love persona. <laughs> he was talking like you were at like, having a drink together and he was mm-hmm. telling you what he really thought about all that wokeness and you're like yeah. man he, he must say so much worse in his <laughs> oh, profit yeah. life yeah i mean i think at the end of the day we all kind of know that this franchise is never going to show up the way that it should and that it's not designed to be inclusive it never was and so you know they can make these efforts even with like rachel Lindsay, and like you know like they will when are we going to see, like, a Latinx bachelorette? When are we going to see a queer bachelorette? You know what I mean? There's all mm-hmm. these things that it's like, we're never going to see that. And I think that the show, not to be like, it is what it is, but I think the show is very limited in what it's going to be able to do because the people behind it are very limited in what they want to do. Like they don't care about inclusion. They don't care about diversity. You don't care about showing a woman who's bigger than a size six on the, you know, there's so many things where it's just like this show is, it is doing like it's best. Like that's the thing that I've learned like in life as someone on the cusp of 40, just kidding. I'm 36. But (laughs) what, (laughs) what I have learned is that like every person or entity or whatever has like their maximum level of like what they can give like as shitty and as whack as what the bachelor franchise is able like this is the best that they're ever going to do and their best is certainly not good enough but i think i've resigned myself to the fact that like yes this thing is mostly trash this is the best that they're going to be able to do and I have to make peace with it or I just can't watch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's never, it's just never going to show up and do the right things. 
Certainly not like out of the goodness of their heart. That's like absolutely true. I mean, we did a little digging back into Chris's history of speaking about these questions. You know, in the past decade, he's been asked multiple times, including by us, about, you know, casting a black lead before Rachel was cast. And he would say more or less like, you know, we just need a great lead. Um, a lot of people's jobs depend on this show doing well. And if we cast someone for a social cause reason um, and the show goes out of business, like that's not going to help anyone. So that was that, that was his party line prior yeah. to Rachel being cast was more or less like if we cast a lead of color, um, it might completely, you know, destroy the show. And like, that's not worth it. Um, Mike Fleiss has made some comments Uh, in 2011. He told EW, um, he was asked, will we ever see a bachelor or bachelorette who is not white? And I'm going to read this entire response because it's fucking crazy. Um, At this time, they had just cast Ashley Habert as uh, the bachelorette. I think Ashley is 116th Cherokee Indian, but I cannot confirm. But that is my suspicion. We really tried, but sometimes we feel guilty of tokenism. Oh, we have to wedge African-American chicks in there. We always want to cast for ethnic diversity. It's just that for whatever reason, they don't come forward. I wish they would. Gosh, Mike, I wonder why they don't want to come hang out with you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm also just like, we got to just stop giving out fractions when it's related to indigenous people. I'm 130 (laughs) second. It's like, yeah, let's stop. Let's, let's just ban that thing. Let's Let's not. (laughs) Like, Like, there's not a white person in this country who has not been told that they're 116th Cherokee (laughs) Indian. Like we know that. Let's just leave that. Yeah. Yeah, This was, I, I mean, my God, this was like, I guess before this was before I had started watching. So I hadn't seen this interview and I was like, Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 This this commentary tracks. Yeah. But I think also like while what both Mike and Chris said are that's disgusting and gross. And I I mean, I really started watching the show with Rachel. And then I like I think I watched Rachel, Nick, Hannah. I've only maybe like watched five of them. I started with Rachel before that. I was like, I'm not watching the show. Um, but I think that like as ignorant as what those two guys said, uh, I don't even want to say upsetting because it's like I'm not going to be bothered by those fools. But like as disgusting as what they said to me, I'm also like there is a subsect of Bachelor Nation who also like believes this like they mm-hmm. know who they're marketing the show towards. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. them like, yeah. There, it's not just those two guys, and then everyone else in Bachelor Nation is like truly on it. It's like there's a lot of people who watch the show who don't want a person of color as a lead. They don't want to see like you know two black people end up together. They don't want to see you know a black contestant, female contestant on there who doesn't have straight hair. So like while they are representative of like what's going on, I think like within Bachelor Nation, there also needs to be a conversation about like. This is they're not just out here on their own making this up like the, like yeah. their opinions didn't come from nothing. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's such an important point. And I think that that's something Claire and I wrote a follow up piece um, that we'll link to in the show notes it's kind of about this whole thing and the, and the push from within um, for greater racial equity. And 
something that Michaela from the Black Chillerettes said to me, which I thought was really speaking to this, is she's like, it's about who they're centering. And I think that that is spot on. And they have for years been centering this in part real, in part imagined um, conservative white audience, even Mm. though there are large segments of their audience who are not white, who are white, but want, you know, don't want what they've been giving us. Um, But they have consistently centered and prioritized this segment of their audience. And that is what the ethos of the show has been built around. That is who they are constantly trying to cater to, which is why we, I think, which is why we saw, have seen Matt James framed in the way that, that he has been, you know, it's okay. We're, we're giving you a, a black lead. So we're speaking to this, side of our audience, but we want to make sure that he is seen as, you know, quote unquote, safe to this conservative white audience. Don't worry. He has a white mother. Don't worry. She's a Republican. Uh, Don't worry. He's an evangelical. Um, And I think that that has been a very intentional calculus and again speaks to them trying to like do this nod to quote unquote progress while actually still centering the, the same segment of audience that they've all always centered. Um, and yeah, I think that that's kind of like where you need to target change if, if this, if it's even capable of, of change. Yeah. Which I don't think it is. Yeah. I think it's very telling with the way that the show is formatted as well, where everything is revolved around benefiting itself and its franchise, where mm-hmm. you have the contestants from their sister show to turn up and you've got country artists from the label that's represented through the show (laughs) come on and he's plugging his book as well halfway through an episode i think yeah that was wild (laughs) wild his book that's like five years old like i was like oh is it really yeah i thought it was a new book i was like all right no no it is not new but it's all focused around benefiting itself and those who are involved and the contestants are that just there to make the franchise money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is something that I know Rachel has talked about a little bit, that like even the lead is disposable to them, mm-hmm. except insofar as they need people to enjoy watching the show. Like they want the journey of that lead to be something that impels people to continue watching the show, but they don't need that lead to find happiness. They don't need that lead to feel like their love story was celebrated. And that Rachel very much did not feel that way about her season. Like- well, <laughs> we we know Phoebe has strong opinions. Phoebe was a, Phoebe was a Peter Krause stan. <laughs> well, and she was a, if Peter would have proposed, she would have said, yeah, like Brian was the backup. So I'm like, Rachel, that's why we're not here for it. Because you wanted to end up with Peter and he didn't want to propose. Well, but this is also the thing is like we (laughs) she had no control over what we saw. So like Uh at a certain point, you're like, at what point am I buying into what production has manipulated me into thinking? Those editors need an award because they make stories. They are skilled. They are skilled. Because it's Whoever's true, she seems well. so devastated about yeah. Peter leaving. But you know, she and Brian are really happy and unmarried, and like unmarried, right? and 
at a yeah. certain point, I just started to be like, why did I trust what I was being shown? <laughs> Here's the last thing I'll say about this. And I, I love Rachel. I'm glad that she found happiness. But even on the... What's the last episode where they go back in the studio audience with everyone? Oh, the after the final rose. Yeah, after the final rose. Like, she still was like, her and Peter were like, they were both mad at each other. And I want to know more about And I was like, happens. if I would have been bright, I'd be like, bitch, why are you still mad? And I proposed to you, you mad about this other guy? <laughs> anyway, she made the best choice for her life and she's thriving. Her edges are she's like thriving. full and like wonderful. So she's good. But- I think yeah. she, you know, I was team Peter. <laughs> I I was at the time too. I I really want to know. But this is kind of the problem for me with the show is that like we know about these people only what we're shown. And so a problem that we run into with a black lead or with contestants of color is and you know, you mentioned for example having like a Latinx bachelor and we have had leads who are Latinx Oh, they have the way that it's the way that the show like. I mean, uh, they cast white presenting when possible people of color, and and they don't really let them talk much about their about their heritage. You know, yeah. Claire Claire Crawley is actually Latinx, and she is. Yeah, Tasha is also, and so is Tasha. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew about Tasha, but I know Claire was. No, Claire is. Yeah, her mother, I believe, is Mexican. Um, and that's like a big part. Of and her so identity, but they never. Yeah, and yeah. Peter's mother is also Latinx, uh, yeah. and Peter Weber, and they they really didn't. I mean, especially with Claire, they basically didn't bring it up at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think, and they, I also yeah, want to mention Juan Pablo. Yeah, and there. Juan Pablo. Yeah, but it's okay. it's the case that like they tend to cast uh, when they can people who are lighter skinned, people mm-hmm. who have a considerable um, adjacency to white culture mm-hmm. um, and that they can downplay or erase their identity as much as possible, except insofar as it's relatable to a white audience. And we mm-hmm. we spoke to Jason Mesnick, who was the first Jewish bachelor, I believe, and he was basically like, they didn't want me to talk about it. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. want me to have anything Jewish at our televised wedding. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that is, I believe been the only Jewish bachelor ever. Andy Dorfman was, is the only Jewish bachelorette and they essentially didn't speak about it. I mean, even on Juan Pablo's wow. season, she asks him, do you know my religion? And he says no. And they never clarify that her religion is <laughs> Jewish. Like that's it's, wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but mention Christianity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other part is that, you know, if they cast someone as a villain or if they cast, uh, if they depict a, an interaction going a certain way, they might be leaving a lot of important context on the cutting room floor. Um, I think we saw, we, we've seen this happen before, but it's always difficult to really know, um, you know, if we can trust what we're being shown about a contestant like Jubilee, for example, who was really framed she was a black contestant on Ben Higgins season who was framed as someone who was just a mess mm. and like insecure and sulky. And um, you see hints that maybe there's more behind that, but they don't want you to see that. They want Jubilee to be someone that they can kind of um, make the problem. Yeah. And 
they're the ones in control of that. And and that's one of the ways that this show is just not very friendly to. And so that's what we keep coming back to is like, how can the show be, it's never going to be perfect. Like this is The Bachelor, it's created by Mike Fleiss. <laughs> but like, how can we try to support people of color who are who are on the show and who are going through this? Um, and I think we should wrap up talking yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, so I that. think, yeah, a couple things that, you know, we feel and that we've sort of seen um, suggested by other people who are involved in the franchise is like, first, of course, we want to honor that it's like totally fine for anyone who has reached their limit to stop watching. You don't owe this show shit. Uh, protect your space, protect your peace. Also, I think, though, it's not like you're bad if you do engage with it, because I do think what we've seen is that there is some value for being a progressive voice who has an investment in the show. And although it's been baby steps, although it feels like, you know, one step forward, two steps back so much of the time, we have seen that those voices have made a difference. I mean, I, I like, I think it's, it is as sad as it is. It is a big deal that Chris Harrison is facing any amount of consequences for this. And to it clarify, is a big... we didn't mention this. If you, if you somehow didn't hear Chris, announced shortly after his apology that he would be stepping down as host briefly temporarily for an unspecified period of time he won't be hosting after the final rose this season but it doesn't seem from our reporting that any final decisions about his fate have been made at this point yeah he'll be back for the bachelorette it's fine he's like at home in his vacation house sort of like is he annoyed (laughs) yes does he have working wi-fi he's fine you know what I mean? Yeah. He also He's is like an executive producer. Down. So so even yeah. if they do ultimately fire him, like the man's going to be making money off of this show. Exactly. So there's, look, again, consequences are, are limited, but it does feel like there is sort of this like foot in the door um, and people are being let into the room at, mm-hmm. at, 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 you know, a faster pace than we've seen before. And, and we're kind of like as a collective wrenching that door open. Um, and I do think that it's really telling that, on the last two seasons, we've had two casts that are, you know, if not a majority, a, a very large percentage are people of color. Um, mm-hmm. And that has meant that those casts have been able to band together and and say things as a collective. And I think that there's been a lot of incentive in the past for contestants to stay quiet because they are under contract they might lose out on on Uh opportunities if they put themselves too out there it's a lot harder to you know silence or say we're not going to cast anyone in this entire like micro generation of bachelor alums on paradise like they're not going to do that they're not going to say we're not casting anyone from the last two seasons so I I do think that that's a difference um and we also just want to encourage you know specifically to our white listeners to speak up on this stuff and, and use your platform, use your, your, the space and privilege that you do have. And in doing that, like use your own words. You know, I, I get the impulse to kind of just, you know, share a video made by a black woman. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You want to amplify voices. That makes sense. But I think Taylor Nolan did a really great video kind of calling on white people within this franchise to use their own words, use their own platform, put themselves out there behind if they're going to get behind this message rather than just kind of saying, yeah, I'm on the right side of this. Here's, you know, a woman of color to explain it to you. I think just like the kind of people of color they need to have on the show just needs to be 
different. Great. I haven't seen most of them. Like I thought Rachel was really smart and outspoken, but it just even with like, and I love Tasha, but it just seemed like when she was, what was the one-on-one date? Was it, was his name Ivan? Ivan? Yeah. Yeah. With Ivan. And they were having a conversation about race. It felt like she had, as like an Afro Latina had never had a conversation about race ever before in her life. And and the same with Matt being like so uncomfortable. Like I, there just yes. is something that's a specific choice to choose a person of color who is uncomfortable talking about their blackness. Like that to me is like that, that wasn't by accident. Like they weren't picking like a black woman who's like, you know, confident in her blackness has been, you know, very outspoken about you like it just felt like they were picking someone where it's like this is I'm learning too and I'm like you you can't be just now learning about this in your 30s as a black person like you learn about this when you were like eight you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so I think like by choosing people who are not gonna quote unquote rock the boat who are not gonna really be like bold and call out bullshit racism and a way that is rooted in facts and confidence and intelligence, I think is also a f- thing that the show has to change as well, because you could mm-hmm. tip toe around it with people who are like uncomfortable, mm-hmm. or you could have someone like a Rachel have like a Rachel 3.0, who's really just going to be like, this is what it is. And you guys need to like get your shit together. And then I think also as batch Nash, like I think that people I think even if you want to speak out about the show, I'm also like, you have to look at your life. You know what I mean? So like, you can't Mm -hmm. like speak out about like the racial ignorance that goes on the show, but it's like, you don't work with any people of color. You don't have any friends who are people of color. Like your neighborhood is like all white. So it's just like, it's important to point out the things that are going on externally that are wrong but we also have to look at internally how am i perpetuating this narrative in my own life where it could be so whitewashed and i don't have any interaction with anyone who doesn't look like me who hasn't come from the certain economic background as me who doesn't have a certain level of you know higher learning education as me so at the end of the day like yes mike and chris are trash and they are doing a lot of things that are not okay. But I think Batch Nash also has to look within itself and realize how are they also like perpetuating this or, or co-signing this narrative that's being perpetuated for two decades. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I know. Um, I was like, can I snap? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I'm like, guys. Free, free. <laughs> I think as well, they need to look at their production teams as well. Because if they're creating an environment that's exploitive and um, predatory by having all of these people in such a small house, they're loading a gun and pointing some, them to each other and then just creating the drama and that's what they're thriving off i think that's why we're seeing like a season like this season where you're getting villain after villain after villain and it being so catty and so horrible like a toxic environment and that's just thriving everything else yeah i think that's spot on and i feel like that is actually a perfect segue into the (laughs) into the recap so um 
That was very artful. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Good job, yeah, babe. Very well yeah. trained. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have a whole lot more with Phoebe and British Bake Off. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store 
to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop, how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, 
looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now back to the show. A couple, a couple telling things about this season, like they have this diverse cast, white contestants are still getting the majority of the screen time. And they're, yeah, they're constantly throwing these wild twists at the contestants that obviously are going to create insane interpersonal conflict, which does not tend to play well, especially for people (laughs) who are more likely to be attacked by Bachelor Nation. People are going to face racist abuse because someone didn't like what they said on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, women who are are more vulnerable to that kind of bullying. So, like, it's just like a really uh, unsupportive, unsafe environment, I think, uh, on this season. And shocker, I know it's The Bachelor. Yeah. I, but... think, I, I think this last episode sums it up perfectly, where they're on the group date and then Rachel gets picked to go for a private concert with aloe black while the cameras sit and film the other four women for like 25 30 minutes probably that's they're told to sat there and like do you need do you need another drink here's, here's another champagne <laughs> yeah a, f- a few a few more awkwardly. tears would be good how yeah. much more abject misery can we just we're gonna, we're gonna be here for hours tape. so just yeah. go nuts <laughs> yeah settle in y'all <laughs> i was gonna say i think a big problem with this season is uh matt is uh very boring and (laughs) he seems like a great guy but i think i think someone like claire even though that imploded on her very horribly in a very public way i think she approached the show with i think she's just a more interesting person. I think she's a more vocal person, which creates this sort of like I felt like this season, like, oh, let's bring in this this white girl Heather because mm-hmm. Matt really ain't doing shit. And I'm like, <laughs> don't nobody care about Heather. <laughs> like it just felt like there's so many things that are happening because it's like, oh, he can't carry the show. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the no, I think you're right. So like yeah. Heather comes in the beginning of this episode and you're just like <laughs> Why you're just like why? Oh yeah, no! Why? Come on! <laughs> why? Like it added nothing. All yep. it did was provide another opportunity for these women to be mean to each other mm-hmm. and like be feel like yeah. shit. Like every single one of them felt like shit at the and end. And they of this. they were yeah. horrible to her. I was shocked <laughs> at how they treated her. <laughs> I mean, Ellen, she had no idea what had happened in the past, yeah. but these women have already gone through more surprise more women to compete with than i think any other previous season of the show five women showed up a couple weeks into this show Mm -hmm. that did not go well now here's heather like (laughs) these women have nothing left to give except hostility and rage yeah like heather showed up being just doing the most heather ass shit and like (laughs) they (laughs) were not here for it and their reaction was inappropriate. I'm like, you guys think that this is like, yes, Heather showing up like before he makes his decision for hometowns is truly ignorant, but also like 
it's a TV show. Calm down. Like, just let, she got this dress off of ASOS. Just let her have her screen time. <laughs> and, like, it'll all work out. But they just went crazy. They're like, why are you here? Bitch, go home. And I was like, this is a lot. The disrespect of making her drive in a minivan out of there was hilarious. <laughs> minivan came up so much. They were like, you got in a minivan from Matt? Oh, my yeah. God. Like, that's yeah. love. Enter- you rented that from Enterprise? <laughs> <laughs> They made you pay for your own flights and hotel and you rented it from Enterprise to drive three hours to Pennsylvania in the dress and full face of makeup. Okay, that's believable. You you arrive at the security desk and you got a direct line to Chris. Okay, okay. I'm also like, if Heather told you about Matt, just been like, great, set me up on a date. When she was like, I'm not here for like the cameras. I'm like, you 1000% are. Yeah. Like, Wait, she Heather, like, that's Heather. not why I'm here. I'm here because she's like, I'm here because Hannah told me that I'd be great with Matt. And so I just couldn't sleep. And then people start to be like, the timeline doesn't seem to quite add up. Like, <laughs> Hannah has known Matt for like a long time. And like, what happened? And she started to say, oh, you know, when she first said that, I didn't really think anything of it. And then as time kept going on. And, Matt and he got on TV. <laughs> yeah. No on one TV, shows up with a t-shirt like, with an Instagram handle on it saying, follow me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just her story didn't add up and like the idea that she really thought she was gonna come in with like two mm-hmm. weeks left and marry matt at the end of it like it's not possible just, mess. just just a fucking mess and like look i don't think it was her choice in terms of the timing yeah. uh but girl terrible idea Everyone felt awful. Poor Piper was just like already clearly had reached, you know, the brink and then mm-hmm. felt completely invisible. Heather didn't address her. Like the whole thing. Yeah, was I thought just she like, made a good point, actually, when that Heather was, a good was point. trying to make nice and everyone was attacking her. And Piper was like, look, you interrupted my time. You didn't even address me. I would like an apology from you. Mm-hmm. That was that was very fair. I thought that yeah. was very fair. Uh the what are you doing here, bitch, was perhaps oh, um, bitch less class. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot like the the optics of it were also all very weird. You know, we have Heather is just like the the whitest white lady ever. <laughs> Literally just, like whitest. crying because the girls are being mean to her and they're like mostly brown women. I mean, and I was like, yeah, she cried on cue though, though, so. Yeah, she's good yeah, at crying. She, yeah. yeah. She sure yeah, does. She, she's like she's like really perfected the like pretty yeah. cry. She's like, I'm yeah. not my face isn't fully scrunched up. It's just like a few delicate <laughs> tears. Yeah. You know. So she, she 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 finally leaves to go, as Serena C suggested, cry in an interview um about <laughs> how mean they were. Meanwhile, Serena C is like, this is just like COVID. Heather is a virus from the outside. I, I was like, Serena, us. perhaps she should have left. She should have left weeks ago. I'm so, I'm so sick. Of, I was so sick of her at that point. I was like, how is she still on the show? For what? Yeah, what Serena? They, they, went, they went from Victoria to MJ to Serena for the villain villains. So mm-hmm. like, they've got to keep one at least until hometown. They've, they're yeah. really scraping the barrel. Yeah, yeah, they were like, who can we provoke to being a huge bitch? And they're like, yeah. we did it. We won. Yeah. Um, 
But ultimately, thank goodness, Matt, which I think you make a good point, Phoebe. Like they were just like, Matt needs other people to enact uh, action around him because he's such a like, just like a flat line. Mm -hmm. He's a wet blanket. Yeah. He's just like, (laughs) you are so nice. And this is so hard for me. Yeah. He's got You're three so lines. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all I've ever wanted is honesty from you. And I love that you were honest about how you flew here on a plane and then in a minivan to tell mm-hmm. me that Hannah approves of you. It's, that's why it's so hard. Um, he's like, it's it's too far along. We're too far in the process. Uh, you got to go, girl. And he, like some of the other women, uh, have this line that's like, oh, well, he said multiple times to us that he sees his wife in this room. And so if he ended up marrying someone who's not in this room, it would be like he cheated on all of us. Yeah. Like, what is that? (laughs) He's already saying he's going to marry just one of you. So, like, he's leaving himself a lot of latitude there. I always imagine, like, a poor intern behind the cameras with, like, cue cards of talking points. Just like, (laughs) this room, this one, not the Um, other room. She's in this room. Talking point of cheating held up for, like, an hour. Uh, and and the women, the the bar has been set so low for them that when Matt is like, "Look, I sent Heather home," they're just like, "Oh my, oh my god, so hot!" The, this yeah. man is it's they're so like, I hot. Just came so I, I just came. I, I need to marry him. He he doesn't need to do anything else. Yeah. He He's sent this one. one woman home. He's it. Yeah. He's it. We're all I marrying think, him. I think this has to come down to a matter of age. Um, not to bring up again how I'm 36, but I am 36. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just do think that your standards in your 30s, like I'm like w- watching the show. I'm like, yes, he is attractive, but there's truly nothing interesting about him. What are his qualities that they're all like? He would make a great father based on what? Mm-hmm. Based He's on tall. what? He's tall. Okay. It's just like, That's so all you just, need. They're just like, I'm falling in love with you. I'm like, you're falling in love with what? Like, tell me. He says- Claire and I were having that same conversation. I was like, what? What do they like about, what does he like about them? I don't know anything about any of these people. Whenever one of them says they're falling in love with him, I'm like, what? With what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How? Yeah. Like, we've seen so little personality. And like- Mostly, I'm, maybe this is like an evangelical thing or like an early 20s thing or both. They're basically the same thing. Is that they keep talking about his heart. They're like, your heart. Everything I know about your heart. It's like, you don't need a personality. He has you a, have heart. a heart. You have mm-hmm. yeah. a heart. And Christ is in the heart. And family is in the heart. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's a lot of men don't have that at all. Maybe so, they like you know. all the different cars he keeps turning up in. Because there's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> They're literally like, how can we make Matt interesting? Yeah. A different yeah. sports car. The, the, the same jumper car. and the same shoes, but a different sports car every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, even the one-on-ones, like the one-on-one with Serena P where it was like tantric yoga. And he was like, like, I'm like, you didn't, you didn't think that that was like not gonna be a great date like yeah i wouldn't want to do that shit either do you want to drive like, yeah, for 20 let's minutes get in. okay 
First, we have to do the rose ceremony. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. So um, Matt Matt walks out Heather. Bye-bye, Heather. He and Piper get to finish their conversation. I do appreciate that he apologizes to Piper for uh-huh. the rudeness of what happened. And then rose ceremony time. Michelle and Piper have roses from their dates that week already. And there are six more roses. And they go to Bree, Rachel, Serena P., Kit, Jasenia, and Abigail. So leaving will be Chelsea and Serena C. And uh, which I was fine about, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it I, made felt sense. Little, I felt I felt sad sense. about Chelsea, but it was coming. He was yeah. like straight yeah. for a long. Yeah, yeah. like Chelsea yeah. was. Chelsea <clears throat> is someone I'm maybe the one I most want to be friends with. Um, mm-hmm. But that you know, I want better for her than Matt. So yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. true. I always forget that. I think the women forget too. They're like, <laughs> I want to win. Do I want better for myself than him? That's not yeah. relevant. <laughs> um, so the date card comes. Justine and Abigail are the only ones who have not yet had a date, a one-on-one date. And so they're like, this is our time. Two dates this week to us. We're doing it. The first date card arrives. Serena P. Can our love go deeper? Serena P. is getting her second one-on-one before Abigail, the first impression rose winner, gets one at all. That's messy. This is bad. It's the end of the line for Abigail right here. We know it's over. Yeah. And Jasenia, frankly. I was like, once they start giving out the second one-on-one, like anyone who hasn't gotten one is going home. And they both go home this episode. So. <laughs> yeah. So there, there you go. we go. Um, and tantric yoga. Tantric as you yoga. were saying. As you were saying. I mean, I'm just. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So basically, this is the other thing that I don't like about Matt. Yeah. And just based purely on editing. Nah, I never met him. So I don't know. Spoiler. But there's a little bit. Creepy isn't the right word, but he's very handsy which i don't like like every time he's talking to a woman his hands is like ready to do like you know fucking pap smear on the women (laughs) as they're like this is something traumatic that happened in my life and his hands like wedged up between like the crease in her thighs and i'm like how about you read the room this isn't the time for that. So for him to be like tantric yoga, that was like amazing. I'm like, of course it is. Cause you just want to fuck and you're not <laughs> listening to, have you ever seen the way he looks at these women when they talk to him and he's just like licking yeah. his lips. I'm like, you just want to have sex. You're not listening to anything God. they're saying. It is so There's annoying. a moment this episode oh when he gives someone a once over during a conversation that is not sexual <laughs> at all. And I was like, aghast. I was like, Matt, she can see you doing that. And we can see that. It's not subtle. <laughs> but it's what so I, true. And I was just gonna say one more thing. Like I, I like that Serena P was like, actually, that made me uncomfortable. Like I didn't enjoy doing that. That's just not something that I would want to do on a date. When he sends them home, licks his lips, then looks up and down. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. Mm-mm. It's not uh, cool. Not cool. But I, I agree. Yeah. I thought that Serena P. She has like such good energy mm-hmm. on these dates, and I'm like, oh, you are really good at dating IRL. Like yeah. Serena P. Has the type of energy that I wish I had when I was dating in my 20s, but instead, I definitely projected like 
a significantly more desperate energy of just like, yeah, I'll, ta- I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Like yeah. me, like me. Uh, but yeah. she's like, no, that yeah. made me uncomfortable. And Matt is like, wow, now I'm in love with you. Cause yeah. I will say tantric <laughs> yoga is like a classic bachelor one-on-one and often it does go to someone that like Matt says is not giving them sexual energy to like see if you can like, jumpstart it. And he's like, I think I'm in the friend zone with Serena P. So I'm going to make her like rub crotches with me on camera for a while. And yeah, she's not here for it at all. Matt doesn't realize it until afterwards when she's like, I was super uncomfortable. I love that she's explaining this to him while they're on a couch. She's like, I'm not overly affectionate, especially in public. And he laughs and like leans over to rub her knee. Yeah. And she sort of visibly flinches away. <laughs> Matt, you're still not reading the signals. Yeah, I just don't understand how he couldn't sense that she was uncomfortable. Cause I'm just like, if you're really in tune with someone and you're dating them, you're gonna be like, Oh, you're remember like when Tasha mm-hmm. and Zach were having that um dance yep. lesson and Zach immediately was like, Oh, Tasha's like feeling uncomfortable and he was like let's let's just kiki real quick and he made it so like she would feel good and he was just like in the zone like i just like match was just focused on like his half chub and didn't care <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah look matt is a man who is tall and has been dating in New York City. Like, none of this is surprising. (laughs) In a way, I don't want to be too hard on Matt, because I think what's really going on here is that normally they get to cast from someone that's had an extended screen test, and, like, not everyone's Mm. game comes off on camera. Not everyone is comfortable flirting on camera. I do do feel for Matt. And there was a deep roster. They have many opportunities to cast fan-favorite black bachelor men who would have been fantastic at this and instead they like waited until they were under major pressure they cast someone who had never been on the show and now they have a lead that can't really carry it and that's on Mm. the bachelor yeah hannah brown recommended him and there we go yeah that's all you need (laughs) making a lot of i love hannah brown okay listen (laughs) she's great she cries and her mascara goes. I'm like, how much mascara did you put on your face to begin with? It's all coming <laughs> off now. I'm team Hannah Brown. Her, I will say the only thing that I did not agree with was that she didn't um, have sex with Tyler on her season. Because I was like, what? That would have been the <laughs> first person I would have had sex with. Missed opportunity. <laughs> week yeah. two. Yeah, week two. <laughs> I, he would have gotten my first impression, Rose. Week two, we would have been having sex. I would have sent everyone home. Like, yeah, anyway. (laughs) Miss Opportunity by Hannah. Um, So they head for dinner at the spa that evening. Of course, they have to have dinner everywhere. Um, There aren't that many options. (laughs) But they never eat. Matt is... No, they only eat off camera. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They have their dinner, their quote-unquote dinner. Um, And... Matt is shaken that Serena didn't like the date. Um, And that's basically their whole conversation. Like once he finds out she didn't like the date, that's the only thing we see them discuss for the rest of the episode, basically. Um, And it just goes in circles. He's like, I love that you were honest with me about that. That's all I want is honesty. And that's what I'm attracted to about you is your honesty Uh about that. And she's like, yeah, I was honest about that. That's how I feel. And he's like, that's what I love. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Again, we learned nothing 
other than the fact that she did doesn't like tantric yoga. I I just like hate that we're this far into the season. I'm like, yeah. wait, what's the thing about Serena P? What am I like? I, I want to be connected to these women yeah. uh, this far in, and I'm not, and that sucks. But she does get the rose, and that but means she doesn't we'll- like him. It's so obvious she Which doesn't like Which is probably like him. what he likes about her. Mm. Oh, God. Forbidden He's never fruit. been in a relationship, right? Is that no. What? Yeah. Th- that's why this season's a fucking mess. He, like, doesn't even yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> like, he doesn't even know what dating is. He, like, doesn't understand reading he's, physical cues. Like, no. he's a mess. Yeah. I mean, and he also clearly, he's like a 30-year-old dude who, like, only wants to date 23-year-olds. Like, yeah. Michelle they're, is the I mean, oldest woman left. She's Which is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. But they're <laughs> the ones who are at wow. his level of relationship experience. Like, he's like a 21 to 23-year-old is mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. We're just <laughs> figuring out what we might be interested in our first committed relationship where we're in love. <laughs> And we're starting to think about what our life might be like in five years, but not too hard. Let's not go crazy. Um, I just can't wait is... to get to the kit conversation. I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh that, kit, that was oh. insane. That was insane. Okay, sorry, sorry. Derailing. derailing. No, no, no. no. Speaking <laughs> of, we're, we have the, the group date. Piper, Michelle, Rachel, Brie, Kit, and Abigail. Love will always find a way. Except for Abigail. I felt so for bad for Abigail. Oh, no. Honestly. I, I love her. I, really I thought like she did her. great. I thought she was just like, look, it's clear that you're not giving me the attention I need. You're out here with all these other six, seven women in my face. I'm good. She should be the bachelorette. She should be the next bachelorette. I actually agree. She's actually kind of my first choice for bachelorette. I also just like her story is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I want to understand more. I want to. I wish we gotten like more about her relationship with her father. I Mm -hmm. want more, honestly, about like like there's so much interesting depth to deaf culture and and the role of cochlear implants within that community. And like I would have loved to hear her talk about mm-hmm. that more i think that there would have would be a lot of interesting ground to cover if she had her own season but mm-hmm. hey the bachelor doesn't listen to me so what she said in the <laughs> car we'll made see. me really sad that she's always the I one that know, people realize too. that they want more yeah i know she's, I found... she's good luck chuck mm-hmm. oh, yeah oh she <laughs> is the good luck chuck what's going on with day cook you guys oh, what? nothing good <laughs> nothing good let's not check in on him group date they mu- I'm, I'm imagining this was some sort of scavenger hunt type in the woods date the day date is completely cut but apparently there are press photos of them out in the oh, woods really? doing some sort oh, of date i wondered why the group date was just like sit on this couch yeah, yeah. i was confused by <laughs> they've done they that were a couple like, times this season they've cut a couple full group date day dates this season yeah. without they, they had a lot of really important material of the women calling heather a bitch so they need to have <laughs> the yes. entire activity yeah um but yeah we, we again get the the night date we first kind of see abigail pretty much like set herself up to go home like she's like just tell me now i don't think mm-hmm. you're into me and he's like yes yeah <laughs> so i mean so basically he's like this is your chance to lay everything on the table because hometowns are next. Like, just tell me if you're upset with me about something or like anything lingering that we need to resolve. Bree tells him that she recently had to resign from her job. She is a communications manager so that she could stay. 
Um, and <sighs> that it was really hard because their mom was a single mom who had never really gotten to pursue a career like Breeze. And uh, so the job means a lot to her. And he's like, great. That <laughs> That's makes what me feel like, like uh-huh. you're really here for me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm um, also like, again, this that is a decision a woman in her 20s will make. The fuck I'm giving up my 401k for, for, yeah, hell no. for, for a random ass dick? Are you out of your fucking mind? Brie, what the I hell? I was like, Brie, no, no. I was like, I hope she like secretly hated her job because if she actually liked mm. her job, like, don't do it. Go back. Go back to work. She better hope she becomes like an influencer selling fucking detox tea because she fucked all the way up on that choice. That is insane. Also, don't don't sell detox tea. That was a joke. Don't sell detox tea. (laughs) My to do like FabFitFun boxes or something. My dream for her is that she gets to pursue a fun like career melding influencing and traveling and looking hot with like <laughs> freelance comms work that she can then seamlessly transition back to a traditional career later. Yes. Like I'm just seeing That's that what for, I her. Want for her. I'm not seeing her married to Matt. We'll see. Um, Piper says she's falling in love with him. Michelle is like, I'm on, hun- I'm a hundred percent committed. I didn't know it was possible to feel this way. Again, I'm like about him, but okay. yeah. Again, yeah. Um, three weeks in, are you sure? Okay. She's like, yeah, not that much time with him, but they had a really, <laughs> they seem to have a really good date, I guess. Yeah, that. they've got good chemistry. They yeah, definitely do. I, I really like Michelle. I think they have yeah. a good, a good vibe. Um, and Abigail, yeah, is ready to to lay it all out and be like, good for her. Is this what you want or not? At this point, it, it's past time for you to to show me more. And she's like, I've started picturing you in my future. When I picture my family, can you see that in your future with me? I'd rather know now. And he's like, well, I was drawn to you from the beginning, your beauty, your vulnerability you showed me. It was a no-brainer to give you the first impression, Rose. But then I was so comfortable with you that I explored other relationships. Yeah, which was yeah. such... And in doing that... That's like... not how it works. That's not how dating works, Matt. Babe, we've been together four years. I've just been so comfortable with you. I've decided I'm going to go date other women. <laughs> I'm moving out. Bye. Yeah, I'm moving out. Thank I'm you for providing the secure so base from which I could fall in love with other women. <laughs> yeah, it's like Matt oh just say you kept her in the back burner because there are other yeah. ladies that yeah. you wanted to hook up with. And then you're like, oh, if I get interested in her again, then I'll do a one-on-one. And he never got interested in her again. Yeah. If if the but- women I truly like don't like me back, you're, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> and- Justice for Abigail. Justice yeah. for Abigail. I agree. Yeah. So she, he walks her out. Um, and in the car, she says that, yeah, that she's always the person who makes men realize what they want next mm. and and that it's eating her alive that she laid out her like this vulnerable confession about seeing him in her future and and that he was just like nah I'm yeah. good. <laughs> no thanks i've got five um, other women <laughs> i do see it with many other women but definitely not not with you for sure um yes and so this is when he heads back in and talks to rachel and they and... just have this like 
as you said, incredibly boring conversation <laughs> in which nothing of substance is addressed. But she's like, yeah, I'm so happy. I've been searching all my life for this thing and now I have it with you. And like, yeah, it's not going to be a big deal at all when you meet my um, racist family. Let's not even talk about it. I don't. It's like she's one second away from being like, I don't see color. They don't see mm-hmm. color. She's like, like, all they care about is that you make me happy and that I want to be with you. That's all they care about. So when I take yeah. you, you know, if in pre-COVID times, if I were taking you into the deep south, into a sundown town, where she introduce you to my white family? Coming She's- Georgia, where oh, they used to yeah, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. ban people of color after sundown. So yeah, yeah definitely no deep-seated uh, core of racism in that in that place that might need to be addressed, addressed. on national yeah. TV. No. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Yikes. she says, basically, like. If we don't end up together, that that might be it for me at 24. She's hey, <laughs> graphic she's designer 24 put... done. <laughs> yeah, it. I'm like, my what? options are over. Yeah, she's, oh, she's gonna be a spinster for, at, at 24. Um, <laughs> and then we get to Kit and her five-year plan. Okay, oh, first of all, Kit. It wasn't even five. That's what I loved about it. <laughs> It's a four-year plan. It was four-year, four-year plan. Yeah, she's like, I won't even consider having kids until I'm 25, and I'm like, bitch, you're 21. You're acting like you're putting your foot down because you're saying you won't have kids before 25. I'm like, it's 2021. That's most she's people's like, fucking like, baseline. Look, look, I will not be dropping out of college for you. Yeah. <laughs> She's like four years from, imagine Matt, I'm, I'm trying to imagine Matt genuinely in the next four years being like, I wish I were already having kids by now. Like, that's not really his vibe. But this is coming from a woman who an episode earlier said she only wants to have the things that make her feel happy in her life. Not all like the millions of dollars worth of possessions that she has in her big mansion. And then she just the goes, yeah, I just want to go, oh, I just want to, I'm not going to drop out of college. I'm, I want to go travel. It's like, all right. Yeah, I'm like, so you just want to take a gap year? I'm like, what is this, Kit? And Matt's going to stop you traveling? Come on. I mean, yeah, she's, I I feel like Kit, this is post-Abigail leaving. I think that Kit is like, things are getting really real. I'm 21. I'm not done with school. I need to make sure that if Matt and I might work this out, that like, he knows that I'm basically still a child. So she's like, look. I have certain things that I'm not willing to compromise. I need to finish school. I need to be able to travel. I need to figure out my career. And I need a cheerleader who would help me through that and allow me to grow, which I kind of loved. It's very rarely framed Mm. in that direction. Yeah, actually, I liked that too. And then she's like, marriage and family is further in the distance. I wouldn't want to have kids until I'm 25. 25, yeah. (laughs) I'm a long-term investment. And Matt is just like, what? I don't, whatever. I don't even have a five-year plan. I just want to like, do fun shit that I like. He just oh he genuinely he just wants to hang out with Tyler and hook up with models. Like <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. And I'm like, that's a great life. Don't be on the yeah. show. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you were doing it. You were living your dreams before. Um, probably living in some sort of like subsidized apartment situation with Tyler in that like egregiously mm-hmm. ugly giant building in Chinatown uh, by the Manhattan <laughs> Bridge. I've passed it. It's a real eyesore. Um. <laughs> you just see him on his Peloton. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that Kit was like, this might be the conversation where Matt gently dumps me. And instead I feel like she he's was like trying. Whatever. She was like yeah. trying to get herself sent home. She's like, yeah. I, I had this feeling through this whole episode that I was like, Kit made a deal with her mother, Cynthia Rally and was like, Mom, I will not drag you onto this trash show yeah. unless I have like committed to marrying this man. And she's like, what am I doing? I'm 21. Like, yeah, I'm not bringing Cynthia Rally onto The Bachelor. <laughs> There's this weird way that she's like, oh, well, he said that he would be down to be my cheerleader as I finish college. So like, maybe it's me. Like, maybe he's like willing to devote his life to me because obviously that wasn't his plan but like maybe maybe he's picking me because she's like mm-hmm. I feel so confident now I'm getting the rose and then when she doesn't she immediately is like I'm leaving yeah <laughs> so she has this moment where she's like maybe I'll just have this cool boyfriend who like builds his life around me and then she's like oh no he just like didn't care enough to send me home mm-hmm. in that moment <laughs> yeah he gives the rose to Rachel which yeah he mm-hmm. he likes her best um she gets a private concert with aloe black all the other women um are just miserable and crying weeping. I'm like just are they just in the next room hearing aloe black just sing to probably. them like what yeah probably that's just the crazy probably. thing right I'm There's also at space on this resort. I'm also so like Aloe Black had to like go to this resort, quarantine for 14 days to, to sing a song that song. none of us have heard. <laughs> I was like, Aloe, boo boo. Well, now we've all <laughs> heard it better. So it's worth it. All of these people, it's like, what else do they have going on? Sure, I'll go to Nima Colon for her tea. We're all at home, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is like get, giving a private moment this late in the season after a group date mm-hmm. is just such a tell because, like, that's the thing you do to make sure that your that your front runner is happy, mm-hmm. and without without like ending the show just being like I'm gonna give you a little something you don't want to like have your eventual wife crying in the other room right Mm -hmm. right doing it in front of everyone was just so rude though I thought (laughs) he has no early season move to me like that's an early season when you're still trying to get to know women and you have minimal one-on-one dates yeah but that's what happened um so afterward he's like chilling in his suite Kit knocks on the door and uh, basically is like, I'm I'll out. be leaving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. I was like, oh, she over it. She packed yeah. her suitcase. She has her Uber X outside. She's like, production, I'm, I'm, production, I got it. I want to fucking leave. Yeah. This yeah. was the most I enjoyed her the whole season. I was like, get it, Kit. Yes. <laughs> Also, can we stop pretending that those women just brought one suitcase to the bachelor? <laughs> yeah, certainly like, not. They each brought three. We know. Yeah, you know there's a cart full of suitcases of their possessions and a production assistant isn't going to be able to just wheel it out with one finger. Like, please. I take a suitcase that size to go on like a four-day weekend. Yeah. So, and I'm not wearing a new look every <laughs> Every hour. <laughs> Yeah. The math doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, Sorry for that tangent. So, 
So she's like, I'm not 100% sure about an engagement, so I need to go. And he seems to sort of make a bid for her to stay. He's like, I mean, it's hard. Once you've spent so much time with someone, you can't help but form feelings for them. <laughs> Again, intern behind the camera. Yeah, that was card. so non-committal. just like, it's tough when you like... <laughs> You know, you shared an appetizer or two to be like, <laughs> this is over? I'm like, this Matt, the, are you a person? This is the least complimentary declaration of feelings ever. He's like, I really like you because we've spent some time together and I'm only human. Like, <laughs> you get attached when you spend time with the person. Could have been someone else, but you were the one that I was spending time with. So that's how it goes. <laughs> And this is when he says, I like you a lot and I want you here. And he gives her the full up and down with his Licking eyes. Licking the lips and yeah. everything. Licks his lips. Yeah. And uh, I was like, Matt, she just dumped you. Like, <laughs> what do you think did not have to know what was going on? Take your he hands like, off it. her thigh. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, so we're not going to have sex? And she's like, yeah, we're not. That look. I'm yeah. going back to college. <laughs> Live your truth. I have a good life. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is a gold Bentley. She's a yeah. gold Bentley. <laughs> And she's like, I'm unwavering on this. Um, it's the right thing for both of us. And he's like, all right. She gets up to leave. <laughs> and he does this interesting thing where he sort of hugs her from behind and then but leads walks them, her right? out that way. Yeah. He does. It's like the bouncer security guard person <laughs> escorting somebody out of a club. <laughs> He does that to all of them. He's like, got her in the full bear hug from behind. <laughs> just walk like... that way. <laughs> I feel like even Kit was like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Why is he still behind me right now? She's like, I thought we established I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, I made it clear. I just want to ensure that you do actually leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she does. And now it's time for... Jasenia's date, our level. Oh turn. my god! Oh, this this Jesenia. poor, sad, doomed date. Matt is just like great. In the morning, um, we can make out on top of sports cars, and then I can dump you. And like, <gasps> yeah, in like a sad situation. prom setting. I'm gonna slam you on top of the hood of this car. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped her on that thing. <laughs> He's like, this is what I've seen in movies. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Matt. Also, All right. I'm glad, I'm glad they addressed that he wasn't driving that car because <laughs> yeah. he, yeah. A, he was wearing a different outfit if he was. And B, that car spent a suspiciously long time behind those cardboard boxes as they changed drivers to pull it around again. <laughs> it was like the most obvious, like, some you see someone heaving the basketball in the air and then it goes out of frame and then it drops in across the court and you're like the timing seemed a little off there um yeah no they have a red sports car pulls pulls out into this parking lot doing all kinds of crazy stunt driving and then it drives away and yeah very turns and matt's driving hides behind some boxes and some very slowly moves out again And Matt finally is like, yeah, I have to admit that wasn't me. And Chesenia's like, oh, really? No way. <laughs> oh, really? I could I have could, never I could see guessed. You. <laughs> um, so they're having a professional drifter uh, teach teach them some stunt 
driving moves and then they from the back seat the i didn't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we yeah. can yeah. just yeah gloss past out. that whole section yeah <laughs> and then they head to the night date um which he makes jesenia kind of ooh and ah over it but it it's really just like a bunch of white twinkle lights and fake trees with twinkle yeah. lights and it looks very promy they're doing their best it's a long time to be stuck in Nima colon i was yeah. i was very disappointed <laughs> these these production assistants are putting their time in. They are like oh. running to the dollar store in town <laughs> every day. I was kind of disappointed we didn't get like a staring out the window shot this week. Oh, They're he's my so good at that. He's really <laughs> good at that. Yeah. He's like, look dead behind the eyes. That yeah. I can deliver on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sure you're a lovely person. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Do you want to try Moving that on. one again? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I'm sure Matt is wonderful. Was that good? Yeah, that was very convincing. <laughs> so uh, they sit down and have another one of these circular conversations that Matt has. But the topic this time is Jasenia has been so patient and she is feeling more and more for Matt and being patient waiting for this date. And it's finally here. And finally, she says that she's falling in love with him. Which and is Matt bullshit. Says, Matt says, thank you for sharing that. So I'm glad that <laughs> oh, she probably It's didn't always know. a bad sign. You know, oh, oh it's a rough response. Yeah, just like about Very that. Very rough. <laughs> That's like the worst possible response that you could give on this show. Like, it's yeah. not even like, yeah. you know, it. I, I love hearing that because like you mean yeah. so much to me too. It's like, thank you for your, your oh, yeah. thank you for your feedback. Like, <laughs> yeah. not good. A suggestion card. <laughs> <laughs> At least like a Nick by all season, he would be like, I appreciate that, which is like, I think mm. one level above just a thank yeah. you. Thank you is it's like, what? And also, and like, it, Nick was decisive. He didn't, like, yeah. drag things out. Nick was like, well, actually, that made me realize I'm not into you. So, like, yeah. you're going home. And he did the, it, this was, like, consistent. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing about Nick. Like, like, I have to say, he loved eliciting the, the declaration of love and then being like, end with that, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And Matt just seems a little bit more just like, she's saying I love you now. I don't know what's happening. Thanks, yeah. I guess. Um. <laughs> Didn't really have a game plan for that to happen. But finally, he picks up the rose and he's like, I love how bold you are and how you've been someone I can confide in. But there needs to be an intangible love that's driving us toward engagement. And I'm not there yet. And so I can't give you the rose. I'm like, listen, don't fucking pick up that goddamn yes. rose. If you're, it'd oh, be they like love if, to do that. It'd they be like a British Bake Off. What if my boyfriend like got down on one knee to be like, listen, I appreciate your passion <laughs> and what you've given to me these past four years, but I'm not going to propose. I, I, he pulls out the ring. You're not going to get this gonna ring get that this. I'm holding <laughs> in my hand right now. The very and in first fact, I think we should go our separate did ways. That. The yeah. first basher did that? What? He, pull, he pulled out the ring and was like, I won't be giving this to you. She's what? a final woman. <laughs> He's like, I have a ring. Yeah. I picked, I picked a ring, but I'm not going to give it to you. That is insane. Oh, my God. 
And then Juan Pablo did the same thing. Yeah. Wow. They love this move. They love this move. Well, you've got to get the ad dollars, haven't you, from the ring company? Well, exactly. They're like (laughs) Zales provided this sparkle. This guy that keeps coming on the season to promote all of his new rings. I love Neil Lane. Neil Neil Lane. Neil Lane is (laughs) like, every halo must be shown. (laughs) Price. The the Bachelorette can't do that. And that's that's sexism right there. Like, you can Mm -hmm. never have a Bachelorette being like, I got a shiny thing for you, but I'm not going to give it to you. Not right <laughs> yeah. now. You haven't earned yeah. it yet. Like, it's just yeah. so Give it three crazy. weeks. I'll let you know in the media afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, so, man. but they do make them pick up the rose whenever they give the, the speech, even if they're sending them home. And it's like, Ugh. it's one of the, the dark sides of the yeah. So <laughs> good. Goodbye, Jasenia. And we cut basically right into into a rose ceremony they they have a a pretty friendly goodbye like she she i think on some level knew that it was coming she's i mean when you have to repeatedly be like i have been very patient waiting for this date like that's you know you know that things aren't happening but um we go right into the rose ceremony and we're gonna be in hometowns next week so Two roses were given out previously, and now two at the rose ceremony, and they go to Brie and Michelle, and that means Piper is going home, and Piper is the one who is... This is rough. She basically leaps into the car to avoid a conversation. I felt bad for her because I I feel like, yes, she's young, but I think she did go on this show being like, why not? I'm young. I'm cute. Like, this will be fun. And then... Like she did have some good. It wasn't like, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think she was really disappointed that it was like she got dumped by this guy and then like didn't have fun because there was all this bullshit drama in the house and it was like, well, what to her did feel like a waste of time and I get that. It's yeah. like, why did I show up? Why did I pack my spanks? Like, you know what I mean? Like she did a lot for it to be kind of worthless, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, and to get her time like interrupted repeatedly and to be made to feel like shit repeatedly and then to like finally have this breakthrough and yet again then just yeah. go home, right? When it yeah. felt like, okay, maybe I'm going to have a moment of peace. And I, I yeah. really I really did feel for her. I think going yeah. back to earlier on as well, I think we're going to be fine without Chris because we don't need him coming in telling us it's the last rose when there's only two fucking roses on the table. Do you mean we can count? Do you, do you, are you saying that you can count? Uh, I am saying I, I can count past one. Wow. Yeah, I wow. can count to two. <laughs> can I replace Chris? I would love to replace Chris. Oh I would love. You I would be I would be so ignorant. I would interrupt so the dates and be like, just to so both you guys know you're not into each other. So you can pack your bags. Yeah. You could go back to the group date. I'm out. Head to toe in your own merch as well. Yeah. <laughs> I would much rather see a date built around your books than Chris's. Let me just Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think my final prediction is he's going to choose Rachel, which is probably why Chris was like going to the map for her because he was 100%. truly protecting the franchise. And then he was like, oh shit, I actually let my real feelings known. My bad. Um, 
I think Serena P is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not into this. And I think she's going to just like opt. She's going to send herself home after the hometowns. Mm. Oh, I yeah. can so see that. I think she's going to do that. We do get a preview of it looks like her sister saying like, you don't seem smitten. And yeah. she doesn't. Yeah. She seems like physically uncomfortable around mm-hmm. Matt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she seems to like sort of enjoy their little bantery power dynamic, but like, uh, yeah, she's not in it for a long run. It feels like, it feels like Michelle is genuinely super mm-hmm. into Matt, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess Brie too. I don't know. Um, we haven't like seen that much of Brie and Matt besides her saying she quit her job. So I guess she is serious about it. But I've, I've um, just in seen terms of their Serena. Connection, I've just seen Serena P's job title, and I think it explains it well. What she's is, a publicist. She? She's a publicist. Uh, so is Brie. <laughs> whole bunch of publicists this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, overall, I think this season—not that I was even expecting that much—but I think it has been a disappointment because. With the Rachel Lindsay season, it really did feel like she, in all fairness, I don't know what the other Bachelorettes were like. So she was the first Bachelorette I ever saw, but it felt like Rachel brought like a different energy to the franchise and Mm -hmm. like shook it up in like a legitimate way. And I feel like Matt was just sort of kind of like, like you said, inexperienced because he had never been on the show before, probably like partially informed by the fact that he's never dated before. So he probably felt uncomfortable. So it just was just a lot of things that made it kind of like not as fun and exciting as it could have been. I mean, look, he really follows in the grand tradition of them being willing to very willing to cast male leads who are not necessarily equipped to carry the show. They're much Mm. less likely to do that with the women. Why Um, is that? I think maybe partly because The Bachelor is the flagship show and it just gets much mm. higher ratings. Um, mm. And and that's a little and they bit also, more like, reliable I, for them. And, and I at, think they, they like lean on the contestants, the, the women contestants, to mm. bring all of the kind of plot to it rather than yeah. believe They're like, people want to watch women being emotional. They don't want to watch so they can have the lead on The Bachelorette or they can have the contestants on The Bachelor. And I I do think Rachel stood out. I think Rachel was a deviation for them in the sense that she is very um, much part of black culture. And like she's from a black family and her her dating history when she went on the show was mostly black men. And she was very clear about that. She was like, I'm bringing that part of myself to the show. And I think they do tend to cast black contestants and leads in the case of Matt and Tasha, who have grown up maybe around more white culture and who are used mm-hmm. to being like the black person in a place like The Bachelor, a very white place. And Matt is not really rocking the boat. And, you know, it's it's it sucks to, mm-hmm. to put that on him, to be honest. It really isn't fair. Um, but it's also on The Bachelor to not expect their leads, their more diverse leads to to do that. Um, but I think on that note, we should we should wrap up. We've covered so much ground today. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, this, this was, was so, so fun. fun. Oh, my, oh God. my God. This was so fun. This like made my made my week. I'm I'm in like a very good mood now, which is unusual <laughs> after talking about this show for 90 minutes. 
Yeah, we have to do this again soon. That was that was so much yes. fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. If I wasn't dating Bake Off, I probably would try to be a bachelorette just because <laughs> I love that Claire blew up the show. She was like, I just like this one guy. I, I don't want to talk to the rest of these oh dudes. My- and I was like, that's great. This is that why I awesome. will always I will always stand for Claire. I, I kind of love her. Same. She's, she <laughs> yeah. doesn't give a shit. I yeah. love it. <laughs> That's why they're like, no, we can't cast like women in their mid to late thirties. We can only cast like insecure twenty four year olds. So. That's very true. Yeah. So we're skipping feminism fails this week. We just spent a lot of time on racism and Bachelor Nation at the top, and that's really the conversation that we want to focus on right now. Um, So keep an ear out for Feminism Fails in the future. Next week, we'll be back. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Phoebe Robinson and British Bake Off, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week to recap the hometown episode of Matt James's season of The Bachelor. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.